of the Holy Ghost, that by the anointing that is in this word of God, the word of God is already anointed, that the anointing that is in this word will break every yoke upon any man, any woman, any family, any child, under the yoke of oppression this afternoon, under the yoke of affliction in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And I release grace over us to persevere in love, to persevere in faith, not to give up. Hallelujah. To persevere in holiness and in true righteousness. Glory to God. Bible says to perseverance, what? Godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness. A brother after the prayers this morning, I mean, I'm not in the country, Nigeria, I mean, uh, um, I, I, I get up to, I, I need those prayers from 12 midnight to 1, but he was so excited with the prayers. He was so touched, he was so blessed. He called me to share a powerful testimony. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he, one thing he shared with me that I want to share with you is that the Lord instructed him to give $100 to a brother that he had been blessing and who had been doing wickedness to him paying him back with evil. And that day, somebody gave him this $100 as a birthday gift. He needed the money desperately. But instantly, he heard the voice of God say, give it to somebody else. This money, honey, $100 is not for you. And he was a bit confused. This is my birthday gift. He said, it's not for me. And the Lord said, yes. And then he saw this other person who he felt needed the money. And he heard the voice of the Lord again say to him, no, don't give it to this one. Give it to this brother. He said, uh-uh, I'm not giving him. And the Lord said, give it to him. He wrestled with it, with it a bit. And he saw the brother being driven out of the church premises. And he said, no, I want to obey God. And instantly he called, called out. And the guy came back and he gave him the $100. He took the money from him and didn't say anything. He waited all week. He didn't never call to say thank you. And then he met him in church and casually said thank you. <laughs> He was offended, almost getting offended, but he watched his heart and he bore it. Exactly one week later, he was selected, nominated for an international trip. In that trip, he was given a hundred pounds and $3,600 put in first four-star hotel. Oh, hallelujah. Perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness and to kindness, love. Now, these are the things that should be in us. Now, if these things are in us and in abundance, you know what they will do to us? They will make us. They will make us a people that will be able to discern. You see, that will be able to discern. Discern between good and evil. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So it means that beyond, if a man doesn't have these things, but he's not committing fornication, he's not committing adultery, he's not stealing, he's not lying, it means that he's short-sighted, praise God, and will not be able to discern between that which is clean and unclean. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 44. This was the scripture I was looking for. I was trying to figure out where it was last week. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Glory to God. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Glory. Glory to God. Ezekiel 44, I want to read from verse 10, a little bit of a long read. It's uh, 842. And the Levites who went far from me, I'm reading from verse 10. And the Levites who went far from me. Now notice number one, these are Levites. They are Levites. Now in the Old Testament, the Levites were, um, were, their ordination was the priesthood. The priesthood was ordained to them. But in the New Testament, every child of God has been called. Let me use that word. If you've been attending Melchizedek school, 
and what for now you should be a master in this. Every child of God is called to be a priest. Okay? For you shall be unto me a nation of kings and priests. Praise God. For you are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar nation. So we have been called into the kingship and priesthood order. We are kings. We are priests. We are kings. We make decrees. We establish laws. We enforce laws. Where the word of a king is, there is power. We exercise spiritual authority. And we are, we are priests. We offer up sacrifices that is acceptable unto God. Hallelujah. We practice our priesthood and our kingship. Every believer ought to. Every believer ought to. Now, if you're not yet practicing that, then it means that you need raising. That is why we come to church. That is why we come to fellowship. We come for training, training in the priesthood and then the kingship offices so that you can run your life perfectly on the earth as a king and as a priest. Hallelujah. When you do that, you can never, ever miss God. And the wicked will never, ever be able to exact upon you. The desire of the wicked will expire over your life all the time. Praise God. And that's what we've been called into. So these Levites now is everyone. Okay, now listen. And the Levites who went far, I said that too, for us to understand this scripture in our context. And the Levites who went far from me, when Israel went astray, who strayed away from me after their idols. So the whole of Israel went astray, right? And these Levites that have been consecrated to offer sacrifices to God also went astray with the whole of Israel. They strayed after their idols. They shall bear their iniquity, yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary. Do you see that? These Levites, these priests, these preachers shall be ministers in my sanctuary. As what? As gatekeepers of the house and ministers of the house. They shall slay the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people. And they shall stand before the people. They shall stand before the people to minister to them. This is where many ministers love. This is where many of us love to stand before the people, to minister to the people. We release word of knowledge, wonderful thing. We minister to their needs, wonderful thing, but let's read on. And they shall stand before them to minister to them because they minister to them before their idols. I want you to be very careful as a minister of the new covenant, as a minister of the new Testament, that you do not minister idols, the minister to the idols in the heart of people as you stand ministering to them. Very important, very critical. Verse 12, because they ministered to them before their idols and caused the house of Israel to fall into iniquity. They caused the house of Israel to fall into iniquity. That means the house of Israel went in a different direction. They became wayward. Their way was out of the way of the Lord. Therefore, I have raised my hand in an oath. This is God Almighty speaking. I have raised my hand in an oath against them. Against who? Against these Levites, these ministers, says the Lord God, that they shall bear their own iniquity. How will they bear that iniquity? They shall not come near me to minister to me as priests. They shall not come near me to minister to me as priests nor come near any of my holy things, hmm. nor into the most holy place. 
but they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed. Nevertheless, you see God, nevertheless, I will make them keep charge of the temple for all his work and for all that has to be done in it. They will be busy like Martha. <laughs> they will be busy like Martha. I'm quick to evaluate people. Forgive me. When people come around in church, in the ministry, I'm looking for those who are interested in the holy things and those who are interested in the matter things. Now, is it good to clean the house of God? Yes, yes, yes. Is it good to go to the market? Yes, yes, yes. Is it good we have a conference coming in and we're preparing to make food, cook for them? Yes, yes, yes. But if that is all that your attention is drawn to, there's a problem with your ministry. There's a problem with your service. When it's time for prayer, you can't. When it's time to labor in the world, you can't. But when it's time to walk, do works in the house of God, that one is good. Maybe in going to the market all the time, you make some small money for yourself, put it aside, like Judas. So you're busy with those things alone. Alone. Right? There's a problem. One of the things that we are doing with those who are laboring with us to ensure, is to ensure that every man, no matter what you do, whether you repair ceiling, whether you sweep the house, whether you are in media, whatever it is that you're doing in the house of God, is that you must have a living, functioning closet. And that you must be able to seek the Lord by yourself. You must be able to know the word of God, to understand the scriptures. You must be able to fast and pray by yourself. By yourself. I don't mean when we gather to pray. When we gather to pray, I don't have to pray. There are many people that can pray more than me. <laughs> Praise God. That you must seek the Lord by yourself. And that you must, have, you must be concerned when you are not able to. All right. I'm just trying to throw light into what the scripture is saying. God is my witness that these are not my words. These are the words of Almighty God. Nevertheless, God said, I will make them keep charge of the temple for all his work and for all that has to be done in it. But the priests, there's another type of priest now, but the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary, when the children of Israel went astray from me, you see, there was a time the children of Israel went astray from God. But they didn't join the rest of the children of Israel. They didn't follow the wide, easy way. I met someone, I think I shared that this morning when I was praying. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. I don't do that type of Christianity anymore. I said, you sure you remember me? I said, spirit, sister, share. Back in the day, 20-something years ago, everybody was not so happy with me. I was too spiritual. My own was too much. I say, she said, yes, yes, I remember you, troublemaker. Are you still like that? I said, much more. <laughs> I said, how are you, sister? What about you? She said, ah, yes, yes, I'm still there. I'm still a Christian, but I don't do that religion anymore. I said, ah, so what do you do now? He said, my own thing, my way. I said, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. They shall come near to me to minister to me and they shall stand before me to offer to me the facts and the blood, says the Lord God. Whose facts and whose blood? Our own facts and our own blood. Don't forget in the old covenant, there were, Bible says that we now, we are the living sacrifices. 
And those animals that were sacrifices unto the Lord in the old covenant, the fat belongs to, to, to God. The fat belonged to the high priest. They were to burn the fat upon the altar, the fire of, 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 of altar, the fire of the sacrifice, okay? And not only the, the fat, they were to burn, they were to bring out the other organs of the body, the kidney, the liver, the two breasts, glory to God. These are holy substances of your body. Don't allow Satan to touch it. Are you hearing me? The liver, the kidney, the breasts, praise God, the fat, all the inward entail, entails. Is it entails or entrails? I've forgotten what it's, uh, which one it is. But the inward parts, the stomach, the, new the, the intestines, the small and the large, the spleen, the colon, all of those inward parts, all. In, the, in those days of sacrifice, the animals will be cut in half into two and those things will be brought out and offered to the high priest. The scripture says that inward, out of my inward parts, I will offer what sacrifices, truth in the inward parts. I know that he's talking about our soul, the inner man. But literally, child of God, learn to apply any of these things to your physical body. Because your whole body belongs to God. You are the sacrifice now. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, am I too fast? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a what? A living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Glory to God. So we're to offer, that's the fat and the blood of our lives. We're to offer it to God. Hallelujah. They will stand before me to offer to me the fat and the blood, says the Lord. They shall enter my sanctuary and they shall come near my table to minister to me and they shall keep my charge. I want to say again, those that have paid attention during uh, Melchizedek school and what for now, you would understand these things, right? The outer courts, the inner courts, the most holy place, praise God. Hallelujah. And all the activities of these three dimensions of the temple of God and how it relates to us in the New Testament. I don't think I should go into that. Let me know if you want us to go into that. I can explain that next week by the grace of God for anyone that lacks the understanding. Or otherwise, Francis, please, you can highlight the messages where these things were taught so that the people can catch up and you know, grow in understanding and in knowledge. Hallelujah. They shall keep my charge. Now, don't forget in the book of Zechariah, we read in this same series of teachings, there was something God told Zechariah, the angel told Zechariah, he said, if I give you a change of garments and you receive a change of garments and take away the filthy garments from amongst you, I will give you authority to walk in this place and take charge of my courts and you will judge my house. You will be a judge in my house. You will judge my house. Glory to God. Same thing, same thing God is saying everywhere. Now, and it shall be whenever they enter the gates of the inner court that they shall put on linen garments. Why? Let's jump down a bit to verse 18. They shall have linen turbans on their heads and linen trousers on their bodies. They shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. They shall be a people of grace. They shall be a people of grace. The supply of grace shall be in abundance in their lives. They shall not labor like men men. They shall not strive like men men. They shall not labor to be rich. They shall not labor and sweat and eat by their brows. I work so hard. There was a time I used to pride myself in it. Not anymore. I'm telling you the truth. Not anymore. Shakaluka shakapata. Lakuba shakapata. If you're priding yourself on that, in that you work so hard, you go come back home every day completely exhausted, worn out, tired. To remove your shirts is a problem. No, that's not our way. That's not our path. I used to be that way. 
My husband then will beg me, honey, rest. I say, no. In fact, I used to get annoyed when he would tell me to rest. I said, does this man want me to be lazy? Can't he see what we need? He said, take a break, rest. When you rest a bit, you continue. I said, no, let me just do it and do everything. I will walk from morning till night. Small girl, laboring like a bull. And I prided myself that I had strength. I'm a strong person. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Until one day it dawned on me that I was being foolish. So I ran to God in repentance. I said, Father, please change the order. Change the order. Change the order. I've been walking like an elephant, eating like an ant. I say, reverse the order. Let me walk like an ant and eat like an elephant. Ants will walk only in one season in a year. Do you know that? During the summer, they gather what they will eat during winter. So during winter, it means they are not gathering. <laughs> Ooh. Where do they put their labor? Because they must be laboring somewhere. Jesus said, labor not for the meat that perishes. But he asks us to labor for something else. He said, labor to enter into the rest of God. <laughs> Please mute your phone. You're either in this meeting or you are not. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. Hallelujah. So you watch your mates, they have billions, but you don't. But you have God. You have the throne of God. And all your needs are met. All your needs are met. Bible says when we have food and this thing, remit, we should be what? Content bearing. Now God is able to bring extra. God is able to bring more. When the allocation of your labor in the kingdom requires more. When you need to give to those who don't have. Hallelujah. When you need to practice, he gives seed to the sower. Isn't that what he said? And gives bread to the eater. He's the one that does it. And then God will teach you the tokens, <laughs> the life of giving and receiving, of sowing and reaping. You see? Giving and receiving, sowing and reaping. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When they go out to the out, outer court, to the outer court of the people, they shall take off their garments which they have ministered. Let, let's leave there. Let, let, me, let me move down to what is relevant to us. Praise God. Now, this is where I'm actually going. Verse 23. Verse 23. You can read the rest yourself, but verse 23 is where I'm going. They shall teach my people. They shall teach my people. Give me one second. I want to see. Okay. Someone asked a question. What is an example of ministering to the people before their idols? Or an example of what you are saying? All right. I would, I would answer that question. Let me just finish with this very important question. Verse 23 says, and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the unholy. They shall teach my people the difference. They shall teach my people the difference. This is my job. This is the job of every preacher. This is the job of every minister. This is what every believer ought to be raised into, to be ministers of righteousness. Ministers of holy things, they shall teach my people the difference. So that means that without teaching, 
the people, God's people, might not know the difference between holy and unholy. Hmm. Hallelujah. And cause them to discern. You see, from their teaching, they will cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. They will teach my people the difference between that which is holy and that which is unholy. I want to say again, it means that without teaching, the people will not know the difference between holy and unholy. And it will cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, it is these truths that are coming out, these teachings of the righteousness of God, these teachings of the life of God, these teachings of the tokens of the blood of Jesus Christ are what is contained in that blood, the ministry of the blood, the separation in the blood and the worship that we offer to God in sincerity when we separate ourselves to him, praise God, that we begin to learn and grow in true discernment. Hallelujah. So it means that it's not every believer that knows what is holy and unholy. And it's not every believer that can come into the inner court and the most holy place. Let, let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 9. I want to show something in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 and then uh, we will pray. I will take one or two questions. If we have, there's another scripture in the book of Revelations. I think it's Revelations chapter 11. I'm not sure where um, John saw that the angel came to, well, there was an instruction to measure the temple and leave the outer court because it's been left for the Gentiles, the temple of God. And these Gentiles that are being referred to are God's children. They are supposed to be Christians, believers. But the Bible says, leave the outer court for them. They can't enter into the holy place and they can't enter into the most holy place. Um, Paul said that in the book of Hebrews chapter 9. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part in which was the lampstand, the table and the shewbread, which is called the sanctuary. So this is the place where God said that these other Levites who minister idols into the hearts of God's people, they can't enter here. They can't touch the shoe bread. They can't come to the place where the lampstand is. This is crazy. Why? Because it's with the lampstand that you see. It's through the lampstands that you see. That's, the, that's what gives illumination in the second uh, um, um, in the second um, court. And the shoe bread, the shoe bread is the breaking of the word of God, the teaching of the word of God. So that's why you can go to certain churches and you can hear the true word of God. Why? They are not here. They are not in this sanctuary. They are not in this place. There's a resistance. Why? What they constantly minister to the people are the idols in their hearts. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part, which is called the sanctuary, and behind the second veil, and behind the second veil, I mean, sorry, the first part in which was the lampstand, the table and the shoe bread, which is called the sanctuary. And then behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called what? The holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid on all sides with gold in which were um, the golden pots that had the manna. Now let me bring this down, break this down, and this is where I will stop for today.
I'll answer that question and then we'll pray a bit. Now, um, what you, the feeding, what you feed from the second um, part of the temple, the sanctuary, your feeding, your food, is what will give you strength to behold. Because in the holiest of all, the most holy place, praise God, there's no noise there. There's no talking there. The only thing that talks there is the ark itself, the ministration that comes from the ark. That place is quiet. The only thing you do there is behold, is offer sacrifice. The high priest in the old covenant entered there to offer sacrifice. So what you did do there is to offer yourself, your fats and your blood. Is to offer your life to God. That's what you do there. But you can't do that successfully if you are not eating bread. If you have not eaten bread, and if your eyes have not been opened by the ministry of the lampstand, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know, glory to God, that you may know. What is the hope of his calling? The exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ Jesus. When he raised him from the dead and set him above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come, glory to God. And for us to know the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us, you see, that's what light will do to open your eyes. You will come into the understanding of these things. Praise God. You will eat the shoe bread. You will eat the word of God. Eat the word of God. Eat, eat, eat the word of God. And you will be strengthened. You will have spiritual muscle. Hallelujah. You have spiritual muscles, spiritual strength. You become strong in the Lord, in the promises of God, in the instructions of his covenant. God instructed Saul, hallelujah. He said, go to the Amalekites. When you go there, kill all of them. Kill all their animals, their oxen. Don't leave anything. And when Saul went there, because of the weakness of the heart, he couldn't obey God fully. He brought back the fat animals, the goodly ones. He claimed it was to offer sacrifice unto Samuel's God. He said unto the Lord your God. He didn't say unto the Lord our God. He had taken himself away. He knew what he was doing. When he was instructed to go and wait for Samuel seven days, after seven days of tiring, Samuel delayed a bit. God was testing him. God sometimes tests us. The time, the season of your waiting that was given you has come. And there's a little delay. God is testing you. God is checking. Are you going to offer the sacrifice yourself? Because Saul couldn't wait. He said, quickly, quickly, bring me the sacrifice. Let me offer it. Immediately he finished. Samuel appeared. Samuel said, what? What have you done? He said, look at you. Look at you. You've just stripped and stripped away the glory from your lineage forever. God has taken the kingship from you and has appointed another person in your stead. Weakness, weakness. But I thank God that you are here today. And you are here every day. In your closet, you are there every day. You are feeding from the word of God. You are eating the shoe bread, hallelujah. You are fellowshipping with the, with the spirit of truth. Illumination is coming to you. Light is coming to you. Light is shining upon your heart. Light is shining upon your heart and upon your pathway. So that we, not just me alone, you and I, all of us as a people, we're able to present ourselves to God in worship. That is the priesthood that is offering to God, offering ourselves unto God. That's our priesthood. That's when we hear from God clearly. We hear instructions. 
we receive directions. They delete things from us, delete things from us. Things that will make us go out of the way. Things that will hinder us. Choices that everybody is making. You are not allowed to make those choices. Why? You are in his presence. You are hearing from him. This is not your path. Don't follow them. All the believers are doing it. All the believers are taking off. All the believers are doing this and doing that. God says, don't follow them. Pastors are doing it. God says, don't follow them. Divorce has entered the church. Everybody is justifying it and remarrying. God is saying, touch not the unclean thing. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. And you will be my son and you will be my daughter. Thank you, Jesus. Don't follow them. Hallelujah. There is a walk. God is walking amongst his people that God will manifest himself through us, literally, literally. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's when the scripture that says that many are called or few are chosen will be fulfilled. I pray that you and I will be chosen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to answer this question. Or has it been answered? Pastor Chi, please, what's a present day example of ministering to the people before they are idols? Do you think you've gotten the answer from my message this evening? Okay, I think so. Yes, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is there anybody else that thinks I need to answer that question? What does it mean to minister to the idols of the people? When you go to church, there are churches we used to go to back in the days. When you leave that church, you want to be a go-getter. When you park in the parking lot, you check the sizes of cars, of all that's okay. When you come, you sit down on the table, you drop your handbag. Others will drop their handbags. Everybody will check and line up. You make friends with only the rich, only the forward-looking, only the forward-upwardly mobile. You disdain the poor, you disdain the spiritual, you disdain those who are hungry for God. All the preaching is carnality. Everything that has to do with God ends in the next level of life, the next car, the next house. The next promotion coming. Now, do these things come to a believer? Yes, most certainly, yes. Promotion does not come from the east, doesn't come from the west, doesn't come from the south. Promotion comes from God, for it is God who pushes down one and leaps up another. God can push down people for you, push down nations for you, lift you up. He sets the poor, he takes the poor out of the dunghill and he sets him among princes. God does things like that till today, till tomorrow. But Jesus said in the book of Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Many believers do not understand the kingdom of God. So the, the job of a preacher is to open up the kingdom that God's people may see what the kingdom is and know how to seek it with all their hearts. When you begin to seek the kingdom with all your hearts, then you can fulfill the scripture we just read in the book of Ezekiel where there will be no sweat. You will not wear the garment that will make you sweat. You say, Sister China, what's, where is the place for labor? There's a place for labor. Bible says, he that does not walk should not eat. I didn't say you should be idle. I didn't say don't walk. I didn't say go from house to house, eating and gossiping. That's not what the scripture teaches. I want us to begin to pray. <laughs> 
Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did I put a yoke on anybody's neck this evening? A yoke that's me, I cannot carry. God told the Jesus, Jesus told the Pharisees, you carry yokes and you put up on men's shoulders that you yourself, you're not able to bear. And you expect them to bear it. Hale barakaha satana. Bible says his yoke is easy. Any yoke that you cannot bear is not of God. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Shiragaba sakata. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love your words, oh God. Your word is water. It washes us. It cleanses us. Someone is saying in their hearts, if these things this woman is saying is true, Lord, let it happen to me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to visit your people with the experience of who you are, with the experience of what you can do with a man who leaves everything to follow you. In the name of Jesus, visit me too with the experience of a man who leaves everything to follow you. Jesus said it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Peter said, who then shall be saved? They were rich men, but they left everything to follow Jesus. And Jesus replied and said, no man that leaves father, mother, children, houses, land, wife, husband, houses, lands, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the kingdom of God. He said, in this life, he shall receive a hundredfold return, and in the world to come, eternal life. I want you to pray in the spirit and tell the Father, bring me to this place. Cause me to come here. Cause me to rest in this mountain. In the name of Jesus, maybe I'm yet but a child. Lord, raise me. Strengthen me. I'm open to correction. I'm open to rebuke. I'm open to chastisement. I'm open to nourishing, to feeding, to comfort, to caring like a child. I will not resist you. I will not hate your words. I will not hate your instruction. I want you to pray these prayers. Lord, I ask for strength. I ask for might in the name of Jesus. I desire to be located in the holy place so that I can eat the shoe bread, so that I can receive illumination, so that I can receive light that comes from the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So Pasakatana Babasata. But I ask that you raise men to help us, raise women to help us in the name of Jesus. Make us a people that seek you, that seek your face, O God of Jacob. Cause all things to work for our good. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Lift up your two hands and say, glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Let an impartation come into you. Let something from God come into you right now. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Father, this evening we minister your ability. We minister your grace. We minister illumination. Glory, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. We know that we have come to you, oh God. We know that we have come before your face. We know that we have come before your presence. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God told the children of Abraham, and you are one. God told the children of Abraham, and you are one. 
Say, God told me, child of Abraham, say it to yourself. God told me, child of Abraham, in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, he said, if you will hearken diligently, if you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all his commandments. He said, these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. The blessings will overtake you. But the secret, the secret, the key is in hearkening to the voice of the Lord our God, to obey his voice, to hear his voice, to obey his instructions, to obey his commandments. What are his commandments? The things which are written, his voice, the things which he's speaking, the instructions he's giving you through dreams, through visions, through instructions in the heart, through lodgings. Father, we thank you. I apologize for shouting. One of these days, God will grant me grace not to shout, except I'm a John the Baptist. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Every day I tell myself, today, today, no shouting. <sighs> Amen. Have you been blessed tonight? Have you been blessed tonight? Two things. We have a conference coming in or coming up starting on Thursday. I want you to invite your friends. I want you to invite your neighbors. I want you to invite your family, praise God. Those that are in Lagos, particularly those on the island, let them come physically. Those that are not within the city, please send them the links. Let them join us online. God spoke to us and told us that we have more people following us, listening to us online than those who are there physically. Praise God. And that means that the grace of God will abound to you even through the uh, media, through the internet. You will receive graces and impartations that those on the ground are receiving. Praise God. Now, um, Francis, please, you can play the, the, um, the trailer for us. After the after the, the conference on the 3rd or 4th of October, the Monday that is a public holiday, we're going to have the Kingdom Women's Prayer Meeting. And I'm inviting both men and women for that prayer meeting. We're going to have a vigil on Sunday night, and pray through Sunday night, and then have the day conference on Monday. Please, if you're a married woman, I want you to give your husband good body. You know what I mean, right? I'm speaking mysteries now. I'm speaking in tongues. Give your husband good body so that he can allow you to come. Praise God for the vigil and attend the conference the next day. If he does not allow you to come, please don't come. We just work with what he can allow. And whatever you can do, cook him good food, kiss him in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. You know, make his bed so that he will allow you to come for the all night and the next day. That would be wonderful. Whatever he can allow you, please talk to God. Tell him, let him let you come. Praise God. We're going to be praying. We're going to be doing, digging into some stuff. Hallelujah. That's for Kingdom Women on the 3rd and 4th of October. The flyers, I don't want to confuse the information with the conference meetings. So I just want to wait for us to enter into the conference and then we'll begin to advertise that. God bless you. Francis, please play the trailer. Trailer, rather, not trailer. Trailer. And, uh, Our ancestor be... Abraham was blessed on behalf of mankind. He came into this as he saw what the Lord had in his mind. Generations of men and women who would dictate every time and season. He said they would be as the stars of heaven for this exact reason. As the stars of the heavens, they will govern with righteousness and wisdom. And all of creation will be submitted to this event. For they are meant to frame creation with the thoughts of the Lord. David, another sister, sang of this as he played in heavenly court. So when God decided to form man of the dust of the earth, He saw the future, that his image and likeness would be 
for humanity will grow and develop through seasons into their time. Into Christ, the dynasty that rules every season as a Let's share the grace of God in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the fellowship of the Holy Thank you. Glory to God. Say we overcome all things. We overcome all things. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Through Christ Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Sleep well. Good night. Thank you, Ma. God bless you. Good night. Good night, Ma. See you at the conference. Yes, ma'am.